Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. The Hitting the Turnbuckle Podcast. First come back. Give me a hell yeah. Good evening and welcome to a special late edition of the Hitting the Turnbuckle Podcast. I am your host, Adam Cousins. And tonight I nearly got myself in a ton of trouble. As you can see to my screen on my left, I have the lovely Fiona Lochran who's joining us. Hello. But as, as you know, normally, I would call her the NWA queen. But this evening, we are joined by the queen of the NWA. Hola, Demar. Good. Is it still this evening over there still, isn't it now for you? Hola. It's middle of my day. It's evening for y'all. It's a Poyo Delmar, like a Y. Poyo. <laughs> but, um, but yes, it's like, it's a middle of the day for me. But with our time difference, I was so concerned because I... Believe it or not, I'm not Beyonce, so I don't wake up like this. And uh, <laughs> you look amazing, Poyo. I have to say, you look amazing. Thank you. you do. I appreciate that. We won't worry about the late thing. We had Sarah Arlo on oh, a couple of months ago. I was on to, we was here at about one o'clock in the morning talking to him. <laughs> it was amazing. But Poyo, thanks so much for coming on. I appreciate it, especially with all the stuff going on with the NWA. And we've got to talk. The first thing I want to talk about, and the reason why I want to talk about it is because I had him on quite recently which was Barrett Brown, who mm -hmm. has recently took on uh, Kerry Morton at uh, VIP Wrestling to a time limit draw for that title. I, he was on, when he was on with me, he was like, you know, I want to win this title. It was like a redemption thing. He didn't, wasn't successful, although he didn't lose. And I'm wondering what your thoughts are about a potential rematch with Kerry, maybe on power or an NWA in the future. <laughs> you know what? I... I don't specifically know what's going to come, but I think it's a very exciting opportunity for fans to get to see somebody who in many instances, never people would say never lost that title, you know, um, from when he held it a number of years ago, Barrett Brown, and then Kerry Morton, the first world light heavyweight champion or junior heavyweight champion of the modern lightning one era. So it's a clash of two eras of the national wrestling Alliance and both of them have very valid claims to what they would both consider respectively their own titles. So I think it's a very exciting opportunity and perhaps we will get to see this clash begin to escalate, but who knows what the future holds for the World Junior Heavyweight Championship. Indeed, and I know you're really excited because Colby's back. Oh, I love Colby. I'm so excited to see him back. So yeah, I'd be up for a little a little tussle watching him and Kerry against each other. My Kerry's going down in my books at the moment. Uh, I'm not. I'm not liking the attitude from Kerry at the moment these days. I'm like, mm, not so keen on you anymore, pal. So I quite it's like to see interesting change, isn't it, Fiona? Like yeah. watching watching Kerry Morton evolve from this person that you know we've always loved. His father. We yeah. we welcomed him into the world of professional wrestling. Um, cheered him on as he was trying to overcome all the obstacles that were being laid out for him as a third generation superstar yeah. in professional wrestling. All of these people who were contentious towards his claims of stardom, saying that he was only succeeding based on his father. And yeah. then all of a sudden, change of attitude where we don't know exactly who is Kerry Morton anymore, and right? Exactly, but even Ricky's a little bit kind of seesawing at the moment as well these days, and so I'm I'm intrigued to see where they're going to go. Um, I thought the Crockett Cup, their matches in the Crockett Cup were great. Um, 
I don't know. I like, I, I've kind of gone, oh, I don't know if I like this version of Kerry and, and Ricky right now. So we'll see. Be interesting. It's one of those things where everything is unfolding in front of our eyes. We None of us know, you know, even those of us who are, I consider myself a friend of Ricky and Carrie, and I don't know what's going on in their lives. I don't know what's going on in their minds. I do know that Ricky Morton has traditionally been one of the kindest people that I've ever met. And his attitude and treatment of me has never changed or never wavered, but certainly the way I think that he is responding or reacting to fans is, is a little bit different right now. Yeah, very much that so. Is. I was my first, it was my first Crockett Cup that I watched. Fiona has been literally the reason we've started this. So she's <laughs> gone, I used to see her on, on Twitter with a post in front of her TV and it said, N she said NWA Power was on. And I was like, what? NWA, I remember it from years ago when I was watching, you know, before you know, WCW and that come along. And I was like, okay, this is this is something new or newish because it's it's an old school setting, but with new school talent. And then, yeah, I saw that for a little while and I was like, where do you watch this, V? And she's like, it's on YouTube. And I think that's probably one of the smartest moves that Billy could have made, putting it out on a platform where you don't necessarily have to watch it live you can watch it live for example i watched power <clears throat> excuse me on my on my lunch break the next day so i don't have but i think okay. it was a very smart move what, do you agree on that <clears throat> I, well certainly you know when when lightning one relaunched the nwa though mm -hmm. the nwa by the way has been consistently running for generations yeah it's just gone through different ownership right and the yeah. different ownership has presented it in different ways so when billy corgan william patrick corgan took over the national wrestling alliance a number of years ago it relaunched this nwa power as a, a youtube entity which was wonderful because you are correct it allows global access it allows people to tune in anytime they choose to. You can watch it at your leisure. You can watch it at lunch break. You can watch it before you go to bed. It's right there as accessible as your phone might be, right? And that is something that's wonderful. It's also global. Like one of the things that we often will see other promotions struggling with is how do we get our product available in the United Kingdom? How do we make our product available in Australia? We are globally accessible because it's on YouTube every Tuesday. Um, and you know they can participate whenever they choose to. And of course, a lot of that will then be shared on social media. So it's very accessible. I think that it's wonderful. It was a challenge for us, I think, when we wanted to move it over to Fight TV. And that was a trial and error situation. Like, will this be better for us? Will it not? And ultimately, I think the decision was made that we want to be as absolutely accessible to our fan base as humanly possible. Yeah, I think you do a great job of that. Coming over to the UK, though, eh? You know, that might, that's got to happen, surely, Fee. <laughs> Maybe one day. Who knows? Yeah, we've got to, but go on, Fee, your turn for a question. I don't want to do all the talking. You've got some questions, surely. No, I <laughs> I don't even know where to start. Like, obviously, you, you've you been involved with NWA for, for a little while. You kind of came on board, was it, with the first Empower? Was was that, you, that was your first, um, that was your kind of first foray. Um. Talk to me about talk to me about the locker room, for example. Everyone that's come on has has spoken so highly of the locker room. How mm. welcome were you made to feel? Who are your friends? Who do you hang out with? I just want to know all that sort of stuff. So, do you mean when you ask about the locker room? Do you mean it empowers specifically, or do you mean or just in, in general, like general. yeah? Well, first of all, I'm 
I, I will touch on the Empower locker room. You know, it was a unique situation because I was the only non-woman, mm. you know, involved basically in that entire pay-per-view. And that was something that I was like so afraid to like, I was like, oh my gosh, am I intruding? And every woman across the board was like, oh my God, we're so excited. We're so excited that you're here. And it was just, uh, that was a gorgeous introductory experience. And then of course, the that was followed by NWA 73, I believe 73. Yeah, it was 73 that year. And so I had the opportunity to just be part of from go. And um, after that introduction, then I just kept hanging out. Like they didn't have a role for me in tele on, on, on air, but I just kept hanging out. And our locker room is really incredible. I will tell you that our locker room is so incredible. Um, we, you know, we travel together, obviously, like we all come from everywhere and gather up when it's time for like our next television taping is on July 9th in yep. Chicago. And I'm super excited because I get to see my friends and it's everyone is like a family reunion or like a high school reunion. You get to see everybody again. And it's like, oh my God, what's been going on and chit chat and whatever. Um, but we are also super passionate about what we do. We're super excited about our fans, the product we're putting out. Um, and I, I would say that for me, like, I'm very lucky. I feel like I just have always been like a little bit of a chameleon. So I just, a social butterfly. So I'll just like flutter from one table to another and like stop in and talk. Uh, but I will admit that whenever we have anybody that's like a legend in our locker room, I'm right there on it. You know, like I love to pick their brains. I love to talk to them. I love to hear their stories. So that's how I grew close to Ricky Morton and Joe Kazana. And, um, you know, I, that's why I've like picked Jazz's brain and, and Medusa's brain and all of these people. And I would say Dr. Tom, but Dr. Tom is very busy. So I don't get to talk to Dr. Tom as much as I would love to. Bobby Fulton. I adore Bobby Fulton and I've chatted Bobby Fulton's ears off. So those are the kind of people that I um, am drawn to, but I also will tell you that, you know, during the time that Silas and I were on screen together, I grew really close to all those boys from Tennessee, the, the, the people from Tennessee. And like, we have a lot of people from the South. They're really wonderful as well. Um, and and I, that I just always felt really, welcomed by almost everyone um people i will tell you two people two people i miss dramatically in our locker room um matt taven and mike bennett and taryn terrell that's the third i miss her so bad i love taryn's um character just just she was just so out there and so full on and i don't know so how she can walk in these shoes every week like i was at the tapings and i was just like how is she still standing honestly incredible I love that. is, you know, I would have to say this goes for all of our, our, our women's roster, but like, I think there's like this thought in your head, like, oh, these women are beautiful and they're going to be evil and mean and terrible, or whatever, you know, like, I think that's people's thought. And our women are so gorgeous and so fun and so down to earth. Maybe yeah. it's just because I'm a drag queen and I just like sort of like fit in <laughs> with them. But, you know, it is, I just think they're amazing. And Taryn, Taryn, if you see this, come back to us. I miss you so much. I miss her so much. 
Yeah. Well, you were talking about, uh, we talked about Angelina Love, actually. Uh, when, a couple of weeks ago, Nathalie, wasn't it? Yeah. She was saying that she had pretty much one of her best matches in NWA. It was against, uh, was it Camille? Camille. Yeah. Was and Camille she was, at the... A uh, hardcore match? Was it the hardcore match? Yeah. 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 In Tampa yeah. this year. That was incredible. Uh-huh. You know, isn't it interesting how, you know, people talk about women's wrestling not getting representation and people have said some pretty like ugly things about nwa and the way it represents its women and i would challenge those people like come watch our product see how heavily our women's division is focused upon featured and how quite legitimately almost every single pay-per-view event the women steal the show they do absolutely And do you know why that is? It's not just that our women are so incredibly talented, which they are. The reason that the women are able, I'm sorry, like my dog is in the back. It sounds like I've got a ranger hemmed up in here. Like um, the, the reason the women steal the show so regularly in the National Wrestling Alliance is because our executive team believes in the women and gives them the time, the time that they need to go out there and show the world what they are capable of because you can have the most talented women anywhere and if you only give them a four minute match which i've seen so many times in other companies nobody's going to see that they're talented but if you give them the same amount of time or more sometimes than you would give your men during a main event match they will shine they will exceed expectations and it happens time and time again in the national wrestling it does and that was the we actually made that point on the podcast recently so we were talking about women's wrestling so we're saying like you had this big, I mean, we always said that the women's revolution started way before mainstream started, you know. Go, go back and watch Impact Wrestling from Gail yeah. Kim and Austin yeah. Long. That's go exactly what we stuff said. That's back there from uh, other companies were doing, you know, 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. Just because it took one company a decade or more to recognize what other companies were doing very successfully, which was giving women opportunities, doesn't make that necessarily the beginning of the revolution. No, that's exactly what we said to Angelina Love and a couple of others we have had on. It started way back in Impact Wrestling in like 2005 or six or something along those lines when it really started. But the, the, you're seeing, we're Look, seeing this a Kim, Awesome Kong, Angelina Love, Velvet, Velvet Sky. Sky. Yeah. Um, Taylor Wilde. Yeah. Like, you know, I can go through a list of women some who are not no longer even in the wrestling industry or wrestling space who were putting on incredible matches. ODB, Hilary. Yeah. Like these are people, Victoria, uh, Tori, you know, like all of these women, incredible people who put on phenomenal matches. I'm very fortunate because I get to call some of those women my friends, which is unbelievable. But these are the people who laid the groundwork with numbers, numeric numbers that from television viewership that proved that women's wrestling is a draw. Yeah. And it only inspired other companies. And we're so blessed that many of those women are like locker room leaders for us at the National Wrestling Alliance now. That's right. And that's exactly what Angelina Love said. Vince Russo would come to her and say, these well, even will go into these meetings with Dixie Carr and say, these women, these are the ratings, they're over, they're out doing the men. So, you know, many times over in some instances, exactly that, exactly that. And you've got a ex- lot of exciting young women on that roster. Well, Kenzie Page as well is another one that I've watched recently. Oh, sorry, Kenzie and Kylie Page. Sorry, I recently saw them. And obviously there's M95. 
it's blossoming in the NWA. So I don't know why people would not like what the presentation of the women in NWA, but they're wrong. They they are wrong. And I'm going to explain something to you that since you are both avid supporters of the National Wrestling Alliance, it's something I'm sure that you've seen and witnessed yourself. People who speak poorly of our product, especially the people who speak poorly about the presentation of women or minorities or whatever, almost nine times out of 10, if you ask them outright, just confront them and say, what is it you do not like about this? They backpedal and go, well, I haven't watched it in a few years. Yeah. I, I can tell because your ignorance is showing in your commentary. Like Absolutely. what you're talking about is not what is being seen on television or what is not being seen on our product. Like you are talking about something that doesn't exist and you are holding a prejudice from some other era or perhaps a prejudice that you have assumed as your own that somebody else told you because of something they saw, thought, or something felt. that you've read on Twitter. You've just jumped on a bandwagon because it's yeah. Cool. Yeah, really. Go on, for your go. I've got to let you get some more questions in. I know. I, I just, obviously, Poyle, you've had the whole thing with um, Silas going on. Um, what, what's, I, I, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm at a loss for words, obviously. I'm, I watched the cup. I watched what happened. Um, mm. What, what's, what's going on? What's next for you guys? To be like, honest, to be completely honest with you, Fiona, I don't know. I, I don't know what's going on. All I know is this. Like right now, watching these more recent broadcasts of NWA on Tuesdays is insightful for me because mm -hmm. I was not on the Australia trip. Sure. I was not around when all of this Southern Six business started. I was not privy to what was happening continents away. And so I'm getting to watch this and start to have some insight into who and how and why he's been influenced to be an entirely different person since he arrived back from this World as a Vampire tour of Australia. And I've had no contact wow. with Silas. No contact with Silas since the Crockett Cup. So it will be very interesting to me to go into Chicago in a couple weeks and see him for the first time and talk to his little Southern Six buddies and say, mm -hmm. what is going on here? Like, why is it that you have influenced him in this way? I used to think it was explicitly mind games from EC3. Okay. And now I'm beginning to think that there were other people whispering in his ear as well. Um, so I don't know how it's gonna play out. I'm not certain of that. I would like to think that we can have a conversation like mature adults mm -hmm. and iron these differences out because what we share together is obviously extremely unique. Mm -hmm. It is, um, like many people were calling it like a breath of fresh air, seeing this kind of unique combination of personalities. And our connection has always been extremely authentic and genuine. So mm -hmm. I'm left to think that um, it's, you know, he, I know who he was before we met, right? Like I know that this is in, really in line with the person he was. And that started to change as we spent our time together. But I'm wondering if the, the voices of his past aren't chattering in his ear, like the Southern Six, the, the EC3, all of these things. And 
to be frank, I'm wondering if being an NWA superstar is starting to go to his head. There is every possibility. And there's anyone well, from the games. Sorry, I hope you can work it out and you can at least still be civil to each other. Yeah. Because I loved watching you both together on TV. I thought you were a great combination. So I'm going to tell you something. Silas Mason needs to recognize that he is an NWA superstar because he has all of the physical, um, mental, emotional characteristics of a superstar. But what made him one so quickly was Pollo Del Mar. Our combination is what brought him to the forefront. There are hillbillies galore in the South, but he stood out because of something I helped with. And if he does not remedy the situation like he needs to, it could very well be Pollo Del Mar who knocks him back down to earth. Oh, I that can't really it. that. Interesting indeed. <laughs> I was just about to say, before I didn't mean to interrupt you, but if there's anyone good for mind games, because I've had him on the podcast, EC3 is definitely one for mine. But to be fair to him, it was and it was a great podcast for us. But obviously, in in NWA world, probably not a not someone that you want rabbiting on in your ear. Uh, if that's uh, what's happened, no. <laughs> Listen, EC3 professes to be all about control your narrative, giving empowering people to control their own narrative, their own story, tell their own thing. But, but it is a proven fact and reality that he is also very interested in controlling his narrative and your narrative and their narrative. Mm -hmm. He's constantly feeding people lines until he's able to convince them that what he wants them to do is actually what they wanna do that they are controlling their own narrative when really he's just like allowing them to play into his own game or convincing them to do so willingly. Little yep. puppet master pulling the strings. Yeah, he yeah. is. Before the tapings, NWA is a really special show. Yeah. HB cares for Cooper on, on the 8th of July. Uh, I, I love these type of things. And we, we do see other things on other shows. And it is very important that we cover this off because talk to us about that please, because I'm really more intrigued to find out about this show and how special it's going to be. Well, you know, first of all, people have to understand, and I, I address this online too, like uh, there were some people when we, this, we're returning to the Highland Park area of Chicago. Mm -hmm. It's not Chicago proper, it's a suburb, but people in the United States and around the world may be aware that Highland Park was um, victimized by a mass shooting a little over a year ago. Yes, I remember it. And when we held our 312, the NWA 312 pay-per-view in this particular venue in Highland Park, we received a lot of like negativity from people online saying, oh my God, look how small their venue is. Like, you know, this is absurd. But what they failed to understand, and I would, I'm appreciative that y'all are giving me the opportunity to share publicly, is that we chose purposely to be in that specifically small venue for two reasons. One, it is in the, the heart of Highland Park, legitimately in the heart of this area that was tragically torn apart by gun violence. And number two, that specific building owns the camera equipment, the surveillance equipment that surveyed out onto the public 
and was able through their video footage to catch the perpetrator of that mass shooting. People don't know that. This building has great significance because its surveillance footage is what caught somebody who was a mass shooter. Wow. We chose to go there. And the reason we chose specifically to do that is because one can imagine the kind of trauma and PTSD that would follow or be associated with something like this, where what used to be a bustling downtown little area with cute shops and ice cream parlors and coffee shops and you know your grocery store, people in that community are traumatized to return there because everywhere they look, it's a site of horrendous memories for many of them, including some of their neighbors, their friends, colleagues, coworkers losing their lives on those streets. And Billy Corgan, William Patrick Corgan, the owner of the National Wrestling Alliance lives in that community. He owns a small business right there, like a block away. And it's part of his investment in his hometown to revitalize that area, giving people a reason to go back downtown again, something to be excited about in that area. And so that was our first trip. And we're returning to that same building and we're doing a fundraising event specifically for a young boy, eight years old, who was injured quite tragically um, and pretty dramatically in that shooting. And his the, the cost of healthcare and medical coverage and hospital stays and operations is just overwhelming and consuming his family. So what we've done is we partnered between the National Wrestling Alliance and a lot of local sponsors, a lot of local businesses, community groups. We are going to hold this amazing event um, for Cooper. We're going to be down there. We're going to be holding this special show. It is a fundraising event. And we're all very, very excited to be giving back to this community, especially a young child and the family of not one, but two children who were both injured in this shooting, but to varying degrees. One is recuperating much more quickly. The other has a longer road ahead for him. And we just want to let them know that the community is there for them. And there's love for what they represent and what they're experiencing, even outside of people who know them directly or personally. That's an amazing event. And I've got an eight-year-old boy myself and he didn't have that. He had a traumatized beginning, but that was due to the nature of the complications of birth, but you wouldn't know it now. But so it's a totally different scenario, but I can totally understand the, where we're coming from and that, you know. You know, the, you can understand like what, like I can only imagine, you know, I, I can only be, try to imagine what it would be like to take your two young children to a parade, just like any other parade, just out to have a parade. And then all of a sudden gun violence breaks out. People are dying around you. You're, both of your children are harmed, one very critically. Um, and it's a year later and some people are trying to put it behind them. Some people have forgotten that it ever existed, but your life and the life of your child are changed forever by yeah. this event. Yeah. And we know that those kind of experiences can be so isolating. And while we can't do anything to change what has happened, what we can do is change the perception that people have moved on and forgotten what you're still left, the pieces you're left to pick up. We're, we and we're excited to be part of it and, and just to show some love. Yeah, and that's going to be a really special show for anyone that can get down there. So please do, and that's before, the day before the tapings of uh, NWA Power. 
you mentioned there was a fundraiser. Is there any way anyone can make any donations other than attending the show that you know of? I don't know offhand, but I'm certain that there's going to be like we probably will be sharing some kind of links through NWA socials. And yeah. we, you know, we tend to be very good about that. And the talent, the talent is very on board with this. You know, one of it's one of the things that I do love about participating in the National Wrestling Alliance is I get the experience of being part of such a legendary and historic uh, wrestling organization, but we are not so huge and so corporate that we don't have the desire or motivation to do things like this. We try to positively impact the communities wherever we go. And people yeah. don't know this, but when we are in Knoxville, uh, members of our roster will go to the Knoxville Children's Hospital. Yeah. Or when we're in you know, Winston-Salem, we did things where we arranged visits to um, other, ch specifically children's hospitals. That's one of the things that I think that the talent really loves to do. So I love getting to feel like I'm part of something so big as the history and legacy of the National Wrestling Alliance, but not so large that we've lost touch with the kind of impact that even my level of celebrity can have in the lives of other people. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And if there is, and if there isn't any fees that come out, can we make a charitable donation from the Hit in the Time Bubble podcast, whether it's for you or somebody else? We want to make a donation to this. So if we, if you can find this, if, you, if there's any links that go out, great. If not, boy, I'll come for you and we'll, we'll sort something out for them as well, because it's a very good oh, cause. And we would want to do that for sure. Uh, no problem. Let's, let's start wrapping up. I appreciate it. It's been nearly half an hour already. It's kind of flowing. If I'm like, I'm not in a big rush. I made y'all wait. Y'all, the listeners or viewers wouldn't know that. I made y'all wait a little extra. I have, I'm here to talk with y'all. Any opportunity I have to watch um, or talk wrestling, like y'all, I mean, later tonight, this this is going to be a whole day of recording and streaming for me because we're recording this on a Tuesday and every Tuesday is NWA day for me and mm -hmm. a nice stream on my Twitch after, you know, watching NWA in the afternoon. And now we get to talk about it in between. That's amazing. I'm very curious. You've got a lot of figures behind you. I was thinking I, the same, yeah. <laughs> okay, so, y'all, this is my... Okay, I don't want to get up too far and show off all my goods, but... So, this is my little <laughs> streaming area. Like, this is the area where I... This is my desk, and this is, like, literally the stuff behind my desk. So, I have everything from, like, right next to me. This is my calendar of things that I have. This is my to-do list, my goals. This is my wrestling um, bookings for the year. Um, then, behind me, I have things like... Um, these are a collection of action figures as well as collectibles. I'm going to show you some of my favorite things. This is uh, an autographed Ricky Morton uh, Ricky card. Um, it was not autographed until I showed it. Uh, I was like, Papa Ricky, look at what somebody got me. And he, he's like, give that to me. And he snatched it on my hand. I thought he was going to take it. And then he like, he broke it out, autographed it. He goes, now it's worth a lot more. And I was like, Papa Ricky, I wasn't planning on selling that was it. Nice of them. An autographed Dennis Condry card. Oh. Um, I've got, oh my gosh, I've got so many things. I'm trying to find my autographed um, Bobby Eaton card. Bobby Eaton is my favorite wrestler. Yeah. Uh, and I have an autographed Bobby Eaton card. And of course he's no longer with us. Um, so I have a lot of wrestling collectibles here. Um, wrestling collectibles up here. And then these are all awards that I've won. Wow. <laughs> I've got some awards. I like to collect things. I love it. Really? <laughs> That is oh, it's oh, is that, oh hello. That is this is amazing. Drew. This is Drewy. Drewy. He's, very, he's very popular. No, he's very popular on my Twitch streams. 
he's, ah. uh, he's the baby face of the house and his brother who's around here somewhere I do not want to bring over here is the heel of the household. Oh, let's see. Okay. Baby's alive in that household for sure, isn't it? <laughs> just, this one's sweet and that one's a jerk. It's that simple. <laughs> uh, so we move on to the uh, power tapings that are coming up. Following the Crockett Cup, V, your pick won the Crockett Cup when we had this discussion. Thank you. Yes. Well, no, let's, 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 let's regress this because you originally said that Billy was pulling a rib and the clowns are going to win. I thought I did. I thought that, yeah, I was absolutely convinced that, that Yabo and Ruff, was it Ruffle? Yabo and Ruffle? Ruffle. Ruffle. Yeah. Ruffle. I was convinced that Billy was just going to just wind us all up and, and that they would go through. But I said, no, Trevor. Trevor and Mike and my boys did it. So I was delighted. Absolutely delighted. Trevor and Mike were also my pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did I pick B, do you remember? Um I did you not go Titus and Adonis? Oh yeah, I think I did. Yeah. <gasps> well, I did. No. Trevor you know, and Mike all the way from me. I will tell you something. First of all, we are returning to Chicago. You know that. Yep. And so yeah. Chicago is actually the hometown of those clowns. Yeah. So, oh, um, okay. yeah, Yabo joined us for the first time ever at like the weekend of 312 and the tape, the subsequent tapings. Yeah, that's right. And um, he was, Yabo was really kind of nervous, you know, like Yabo was nervous about being with the NWA. He didn't know how people would, you know, respond or whatever, but it's his hometown. And Billy is very, Billy is so hands-on. William Patrick Corgan, so hands-on with the National Wrestling Alliance. And he either sits at ringside and watches or stands at the curtain and watches. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, like we have like what we call, you know, the traditional gorilla. We have a video camera or like a video screen behind the curtains and everything. So you can see what's going on if you need to. And Billy was watching and I'm trying to remember who it was. I want to say that it was like, uh, it, whatever, whoever Yabo's very first opponent was, um billy was watching and billy was like i feel like that was the match of the night this guy's incredible billy loves those clowns <laughs> billy does and if the the secret to success in the nwa is you know if you can if billy can trust you to go out and deliver whatever that is and you go all in and give 110% Billy loves it, you know, like, you know, it's, I, I think that the only time people might have an issue with Billy is like, he, you know, some people I'm sure have creative differences with him or whatever, but I've always experienced that Billy loves the talent that is not afraid to just go like balls to the wall, so to speak, like yeah. just, you know, just be like, that. go for it. Like yeah, we're going to do this. Yeah. He definitely, it certainly feels that way. And I, I love the roster there because there is so, obviously there's people that I know from other companies that move, you know, Chris Adonis was one of those guys. I was always like, so underutilized where he was uh, previously. And mm-hmm. he's getting an opportunity, even your good buddy EC3, uh, he's getting an opportunity to shut up. But it, you are seeing that these mm-hmm. guys that, you know, not necessarily didn't necessarily have a good run, but maybe wasn't used in the right way are now coming to NWA and being used in the right way. It's it's beyond that. I just want to state, like, 
I've said this in more than one interview, and I'm going to just keep saying it because I need people wherever they may be listening to hear this message. You know, there is people have whatever they want to say about our roster or the size of our company or whatever. I'm telling you, if anyone random out there just came into our locker room one time for at backstage at any TV taping or anywhere we go on the road, they are going to be shocked to see, walk through those curtains and see how many people that they recognize or how many young talents that want to be recognized are back behind those curtains because they want an opportunity to be part of and wrestle for the National Wrestling Alliance. We have like people who've never even made it onto our broadcast yet, who keep showing up because they are incredible talents who want an opportunity. And I think that that speaks to the fact that people want an opportunity someplace like the National Wrestling Alliance where they can bring their own ideas to the table, where they can bring their own identity to the table, where they can um, have a bit of control over what it is that they are doing mm-hmm. creatively or the way they're perceived by the audience. I, I think that it speaks really highly of us. Our locker room is crawling with people. If you think that the talent you see on broadcasts is impressive, you should see the talent you actually don't get to see because it yeah. just adds an extra layer of, wow, I did not know. Yeah, definitely, for sure. And we, yeah, we don't see, as you said, we don't see some of those people. So we, we hopefully we will. And uh, that'll be even better for us. But Poya, before we start going off, tell everybody, where can they get hold of you? What You're a busy person. You mentioned where you appear. Plug your appearances, plug yourself, plug whatever you want for the last couple of minutes. Go for it. Uh, you know, the, predominantly, I want people to watch this and tune in to the National Wrestling Alliance. If you are in the United States, it broadcasts at 6.05 p.m. Eastern Standard Time um, on every Tuesday. If not, you can, no matter where you are in the world, know that on Tuesday, Tuesday is NWA Day, and you can watch the National Wrestling Alliance on YouTube. It's easy to find, youtube.com slash NWA. It's so easy. It could not be easier, really. I love to stream current and classic NWA content every Tuesday myself. I do that at 6.05 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, uh, which is 9.05 Eastern Standard Time. So and for y'all, unfortunately, it's incredibly late. I'm so sorry. We start streaming <laughs> in the middle of the night. I love to do that. You can also follow me on all my socials. Um, most of my socials are Pollo Del Mar fans. Um, that would be Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, Pollo Del Mar fans. And then my Twitter is the Glamazon PDM. I may have to end up changing all of those at some point, but that's where you can find me for now. And I'm, I love to engage. I love to talk about pro wrestling. Um, you don't have to agree with me. You just have to be respectful to me. Like uh, I'll be respectful to you if you're respectful to me. So uh, those are the the basic places to find me. Of course, please support NWA. Oh, and by the way, if you're watching, I got to say this. Go to the National Wrestling Alliance. Go to nationalwrestlingalliance.com. And up at the top, you'll see a little tab that says magazine. Click on the magazine and click through some of the amazing articles that we have featuring and showcasing some of our incredible NWA talents. It's an We're the only company that has its own 
magazine style product online. Everybody else just relies on all the dirt sheets to spread the news, but we spread the news ourselves. There you go. I've, I've looked it up myself. Fee, you're a busy lady. What have you got coming up with Inside the Ropes? What are you doing? Oh, Come what on. Have I got? Okay. Don't mention my bit, though. I've got to do that. <laughs> so uh, July the 16th, we have a show in Glasgow with Gangrel. Um, and then, yeah, so one night only with Gangrel, which is a Sunday afternoon. There is still tickets available at that. That's itrtix.com. Um, in September, we are going on the road across Ireland and the UK with none other than Eric Bischoff, which I am beyond excited for. So we've got five dates in Ireland and the UK with that. This weekend, um, Premier British Wrestling are in Dumbarton for quite a big show. I'm emceeing that and hosting that show on Friday night. Um, you can get tickets from ringsideworld.co.uk there. Saturday morning at six o'clock in the morning. Um, I don't know what time that is for you, Poyo. Sometime on Friday evening, uh, I'm flying down to London. in the morning for you is uh, 10 p.m. my time. So 10 p.m. Friday night, your time, 6 a.m. my time. I fly down to London for the weekend. Um, it's WWE Money in the Bank weekend. Um, I will be with the Hooked on Wrestling team. We are hosting watch parties, pre-show parties, after parties. So I've got a pretty full-on weekend. But I am off next weekend and I can't wait to chill. <laughs> I wish I could busy, say busy. That. I wish I could say that. So up and coming guests on our podcast, Lisa Marie Veron, Victoria's coming on. Yay! Next, I can say next week, I have a lengthy discussion with Shane Douglas that I personally can't wait for because he is one, wow. of, he is one of my absolute... Oh, God, he was on my list. I have a list. I'm not going to bore with <laughs> everyone. Everyone knows I've got a list. Anyway, um, obviously, I'm going to be at Money in the Bank and SmackDown to come and see the team buckle there. July 23rd, which is the one I'm glad you didn't say, Fiona. July. 23rd. I know it's more than my life's worth. <laughs> <laughs> July 23rd, yes, we have our own wrestling show. It's in Boreham Wood. It's nearly broke the attendance record, so thank you, everybody, who's already purchased tickets for that event. If you haven't, please go and do so. Uh, Fiona will be there. I will be there. Uh, there's going to be the best of British talent because we're big British wrestling fans over here. We sponsored British Indies. Um there is also going to be an announcement dropping. I um, can't say when because I'll get in trouble about a major announcement that's happening on the show. Boy, I will give you the scoop on this. You'll get it. You just don't say anything to anybody. Um, <clears throat> so that's happening. Yes, that's happening on the 23rd of July. Obviously, Fiona, we will meet up again at All In as well. Michelle, yeah. That's and I'm is. going to Eric Bischoff's tour, one of your with London. I can't wait for that. Uh, we're also going to be at Rev Pro Wrestling Canucks. I need to meet a certain good friend of mine. Lives twenty minutes down the road from me, Mister Will Osprey, uh, who's going to be performing after Forbidden Door. So uh, we will be there on the twenty uh, the week uh, week before, I think. Actually, sorry, the week before uh, our show. But well, it's been fantastic talking to you uh, and hearing all about the company that me and Fiona really like. Which you also got a Saturday show at NWA, right? Quickly, is there is a Saturday? Is there a Saturday show as well? We are looking at, we're looking at what we're going to do with that time slot. I don't know. We haven't filmed um, the NWA USA in a couple of rounds. In a while. Yeah. It has been a minute, but I think that um, 
I, I, I'm not privy to say anything, but there's something super exciting, like very big deal coming in the near future. There we go. To keep your, <laughs> keep your eyes on the prize, so to speak. But ladies, it has been fantastic talking to you, Poyo. Fiona, it's always been lovely talking to you. This is in the Turnbuckle podcast. I am off to get some shut eye as I, and I will speak to you all again. We're back tomorrow. It doesn't stop. Buckle up. Interviews starting tomorrow, guys. Poyo, thank you. Fiona, thank you. This has been hitting the Turnbuckle podcast with myself, Adam Cousins, and until tomorrow, guys, stay safe. Hey everybody, thank you for checking out the Hit in the Turnbuckle podcast. Make sure you go and check us out on all social media. Twitter, you can find us at HTTBuckle. Facebook, just search the Hit in the Turnbuckle podcast. <laughs>